0: Welcome to Logan City Christian Church Podcast, where we bring God's Word to you weekly. We pray that what you hear will bring clarity to your situation and open doors in your life. Enjoy the message. How many here were not born in this country? Raise your hand. My goodness. Let me just ask another question. Is there anyone here that was born in Australia? What, what, a, what a wonderful thing. And you know this is, this is not about multiculturalism. This is about Christ with the nations, it's about the nations. And uh, what a wonderful thing this is. This morning, I, um, I just feel to brief a little bit on the where the missions are United World Ministries. The United World Ministries is the mission arm of Logan City Christian Church. And it's, um, it just seems to keep growing and growing which is good, praise the Lord. And there are reasons for it. And I believe that as I speak later, it's going to explain uh, the heart of God in this very thing. And so we had started in 2007, uh, registered in 2012 as its own uh, standalone ministry because the missions was growing so quickly we had to separate it from the church uh, legally and um, it's just, it just keeps growing, which is good. I think anything that's alive should be growing. Amen. And it's just amazing the support that United World Ministries receives from so many people, including yourself and this amazing congregation. And so, you know, various countries at one stage, it was 26 nations that uh, we're uh, in and doing work in. Uh, 16 of those we lost contact with through... COVID and are in the process of trying to uh, regather that information Uh, but still there's a a massive work that is happening and I'd just like to start an opening scripture that really blessed my heart when I got saved and I guess you know when we come to the Lord and we realize really what's happened that the the saving grace of God in our life and we feel this urgency this sense that God wants to use us to do something to to make an impact on our our home, our community, our our nation and the nations, because each and every one of us. uh, We are world changers and we need to know that you are a world changer and you might think, well, I've got no ambition or desire to travel to other nations. You don't have to travel to another nation to be a world changer. It's how we we support the missions and how we, uh, you know, do, deal with these things as to our input. So I just want to bring a scripture out here this morning, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. And Jesus speaking, he said, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket or a lamp, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, we sing this song when I did uh, Sunday school years ago. We'd sing this song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine. Remember that one? And one day it dawned on me it's not a little light. Jesus is not a little light. He's the light of the world. He, he is he is amazing. He's not a little light. And this revelation impacted me one day and I just thought, well, this big light lives in us as people. And that big light wants to shine through us wherever we go. And as it says here about, uh, do, do they, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. In other words, the light of Christ that we have needs to be out there shining, really just shining. And one night I was standing out watching a full moon, just intrigued. This is probably about five years ago we had what they call a super moon and you didn't you could read a book under the light of the moon and the Spirit of God witnessed to me he says you know the moon doesn't have any light of its own and I thought yeah I'm aware of that Lord and then it made me think the Lord was trying to tell me that the light only reflects the Sun The light does uh, the moon does not have light of its own. You with me? And so this moon is positioned over where I was and somewhere the sun is hitting uh, the light of the sun, hitting the moon and the moon is reflecting where I am. And Christianity is exactly the same that we are the light of the world and that the light of Christ, the light, the glory of God that shines upon us and in us and through us brings light to everywhere we go. And I believe that missions is the life of the church. There's a, I mean, Jesus is the head of the church. He, you, you know what I'm saying? When I'm, I'm talking about when in the things that we do, I heard a saying said i think it was from rory jensen she's a very strong in missions she said the light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home and that's a very uh, powerful truth that if the light here is so bright that it, it shines so far that where the light is positioned the light is the brightest at that place right and that's why i believe Being missions-minded is so important. Missions, we've been involved with the missions with indigenous people in this nation, and that's going to uh, come back again. There was a a season that it, it went quiet for a while, but it's starting to stir up. Local missions with community care, that's always been part of the church, and then the international side of missions, and it's just an incredible thing. I look back and think, how did this all happen? I can't tell you. But I know when God gives a vision, he gives you a vision. He, he's kind of like saying to us "As this is what you can do so easily if you trust me. Now, I know in this congregation there are many missionaries. There are many of you that uh, have have ministered in different nations and do a work. Some of you still now to this very day. And it's an amazing thing that the just the, the presence of missionaries in a church uh, encourages me greatly. Also, I'd like to say this congregation is just an incredible congregation, as um, Richard mentioned before about the unga, which is ungali, is the flour that they boil to make like um, food. And I like it. It's, it's quite nice. Ungali and the skumawiki, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's good gear. Hakuna Matata. In Australia, I think that means she'd be right, mate. That's what I learned. Is that right? Yeah, hakuna matata. Praise the Lord. So we are the light of the world. And the light's not to be hidden under a basket. The light needs to be put out to, to shine. And what is the objective of light? Light is to expel. Let me hear that. The light is meant to expel. What is our mission in life? Oh, come on, you can talk to me (laughs) to expel darkness. And it's the light of Christ in you that when we go, when God says speak, visit someone or talk to somebody, the light of Christ in you. Ministers to people. It is powerful. I am amazed that, you know, when when see the gospel message is not a message that someone in this world put together it wasn't a good idea by some human being the gospel message came from heaven in the form of jesus christ the son of god and about this very incredible gift of eternal life through jesus christ and this message is being proclaimed around the world through many people has being proclaimed in this nation of australia in this city of logan where we as as christians we're talking to people, sharing the love of Christ with them and letting them know there is a God in heaven that loves them. This this message did not come from this world. But when you and I, and many of us, have, I've spoken to many of you that you've said that, you know, I've been hesitant to go and witness and tell someone about Jesus. But when I do, it's like, it's like God just joins me and and empowers me and I just have the best time how many of you guys have experienced that as soon as we open our mouth and begin to speak and that's the anointing of God that rises up from within and empowers you but see there's this um, this intimidation like this antichrist spirit intimidates but when you are we know we are children of the living God that we are anointed that christ truly does live in us and that we are the light of the world that when we just begin to speak that the power of god overrides that intimidation and every demonic stronghold that's trying to hold a person back from seeing the light it will eventually break to the and submit to the power of god it is an incredible thing you know uh, for me i've seen it witnessed it so many times in australia and numerous times Uh, overseas like the uh, crusade night that we had it went for eight hours the the crusade it was incredible there were I lost count of how many people got saved and months later testimony still coming back of the miracles that happened from just that trip alone you see the signs and wonders follow the preaching of the word and the word was very simple that was preached it was about salvation and about healing and it happened And so we carry a message, we carry a a very powerful, powerful message that the message of the gospel is all-powerful. The message of the cross, it speaks about as foolishness to those who are perishing. And so people that don't want anything to do with God, you speak about Christ and Him crucified, they don't want to know about it, they don't get it. But I tell you, when people start to listen, it's the power of God unto salvation to them who believe. And let me encourage you, never give up sharing the gospel with your friends and family. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's like seed when you sow it, one day it will germinate and it will come to pass. I just want to share some of the light bearers that some are sitting in this room here this morning that are part of United World Ministries and doing incredible work, saving souls, seeing families restored, the light of their ministry placed in darkness, just an incredible thing. Uh, Last year in September, was it when Chantal and I went to El Salvador, just so blessed again to see what pastors Francisco and Celia are doing in a country that is not an easy place to preach the gospel and to see the people being blessed, the work that they do, the commitment they've given their lives to the cause of the gospel. And we honor you guys this morning. I just wish Celia was here to be able to hear this, but... The light that they, that they bring, the, the light they brought to El Salvador is incredible. And to see when church service starts, the people that come, they can't wait to get there. It's, it's their moment of being topped up. It's their moment of hope, their moment of, of change and something new and something different and deeper in God. And I have to say that Pastors Francisco and Celia, you guys are anointed You call, nobody could doubt you calling the fruit of the work is there. Uh, The salvations that have been there. gang member getting saved, a senior gang member. I mean, things like that just don't happen unless God is with you. Amen. And so it's wonderful. It's just so we acknowledge the work, the light bearers that are in El Salvador, even though you're here in Australia, your leadership over there are still bearing that light and the light in El Salvador is transforming a community as we speak. And this to me. It's just so powerful, empowering others to preach the gospel. And we have Mama Carrie Burns, who's been in ministry probably long enough, been alive maybe, I don't know, maybe not quite. But a pensioner received the call of God, a visitation of Christ, and sent her out to witness and to start ministry work in the world and now there's schools and orphanages in Kenya and India and all all on a pension. All on a call, it's like when Peter uh, saw Jesus walk past and Jesus, he said to me, you know, Jesus and Jesus said, come. So Peter got out the boat. Nothing happens in the boat. Ideas are in the boat. Vision, uh, you know, static vision is in the boat. But. Many of us that are called, it only happens when we step out of the boat. You see, Peter, I do not he did, but hear me what I'm saying. He didn't so much as walk on the water. He was walking on the calling, on the word, C-O-M-E, come, come. And upon that word, that calling, I believe he, he t- at a moment forgot about that it was water, but he was so taken by the call, come, come. And he was so moved he went out and stepped on the boat but as soon as his eyes shifted that's when he sank and so we acknowledge you mama carrie for the you've given your life your whole life into the cause of the ministry and we honor you too light bearers light bearer in india and in africa you do an amazing work i just want to i think it's there, there are times to acknowledge those who go out and do the work of the ministry that when you see on sunday you probably don't know that they do these things it's a time to honor those who who do these things it's just and it's not easy how many of us know it's not easy when you leave your creature comforts at home (laughs) but it is so worth it it is so worth it pastor cliff fiji the things you've done over there that god called you one day he's a radical outlaw biker and the next day he's preaching the gospel in prisons and maximum security a light in dark place absolutely and leading criminals to christ i tell you a good sermon would be the one on leading captivity captive no that probably won't work but what a wonderful work feeding people as well it's the list just goes on i want to let you know there are light bearers that go overseas that you probably not aware about but I'm going to get to the, some of the greater light bearers that are sitting here today, and that's the congregation of this church. Because a lot of it would never have happened if it wasn't for you. wouldn't happen. There's pastors at and Sharon and Joshua Care International, the Philippines. Incredible work. Incredible work what they are doing over there. It's just amazing. Just another husband and wife that heard the call of God and stepped out on C-O-M-E. Well, probably more G-O, go, go, powerful word. And Jesus says to go and we stay, nothing happens. We've got to get out of the boat. Praise the Lord. Pastor Mike Headley, Mission Moments Mike, the Philippines and other countries. Many of you don't know that Mike is a missionary and has been for many years. And we honor you, Mike, as a light bearer that goes out into nations and going out again and taking a uh, cut a cakey Tommy Tommy there's a story behind that it was Tommy's birthday over in Kenya and they did a cake for him and there's massive big dance with this cake and it was just awesome so Tommy has a uh, a nickname now blue tongue Tommy as you saw on the video uh, cut a cakey Tommy that's cut the cake Tommy that photo that was taken with the blue tongues one of them was Pastor Samuel the other one was Tommy was only moments before we met the governor. We're all eating lollipops. I had red one. They had blue ones. Some really funny things happen out on the mission field, I can tell you. And one of them laughed and I went, oh my God, you look like a blue tongue lizard. So we took a photo and showed it to them and they like trying to clean their tongue before we get to see the governor. It was just so funny. It's just... So, so funny. Um, there's Pastor Lai, a UWM ambassador in Fiji, him and his wife doing amazing work, and that's, about to, that's a contact from Pastor Cliff. It's about to launch, I tell you. It's, it's just happening. The light Bearers over in, in Fiji. is just takes it to another level. There's Pastor Samuel Komoto. He's the national ambassador in Kenya, uh, doing an incredible work where we saw the training school, it's taking shape. uh, I'm not sure, is Megan here? Um, No, we've had, I think, another 200 uh, affiliate pastors join United World Ministries on the last trip. It's just growing and growing and growing. And now one of uh, Mama Kerry's pastors, Pastor Elphus, who is uh, in in a region not far from the border of Tanzania, he came to the UWM conference and he just loved it. He fell in love with the concept. And right as I speak now, He is gathering numerous pastors and from over the border to come for Pastor Samuel to sow the vision. They're ready, waiting, wanting to... It's going to explode. He's a good man. He is a good man. Praise the Lord. And so with Kenya, uh, things there that are just happening, it's just... You see when God's in something, you just see it happening. You just got to keep up and let God do what he does and follow follow the call. And so... uh, You know, the director of education gave us the thumbs up. He said, we need this in this nation. Um, What it is, it's a training school to help students that have dropped out of school um, that probably thought they'd never get a chance of learning a trade, that this training school gives them the opportunity to get their education up and also to go through some character development and... Teachers that are you know, plumbers, a nurse, um, whatever, builder, they're volunteering their time to take students for a three to six week uh, course, whatever it takes, to give them like the pre-vocational training before they can apply for Polytech. And even so, the governor found out about that meeting and contacted us and wanted to meet us, and that's when we met him. Any, some advice I can give you: if you're going to meet the governor, don't eat lollipops. It, it, it doesn't work. But I want to thank Anthony Herb because incredibly instrumental in seeing this school to get to where it is. And we want to honour you too, Anthony. We really do. The student sponsorship in Kenya is is a great need. However, God is making it happen for the students to be able to apply with Polytech or it's $150 Aussie a year. Um, some of you guys didn't even hear it from my mouth, what we were doing and are already giving to this the student sponsorship. It's just amazing. The process with NGO status is in play and other things that are happening. The story with Rohan, we had the crossover prayer meeting this year and Rohan came to a prayer meeting thinking that probably go home and never come back here again. Maybe, I don't know. But a connection was made. And Rohan's family in Kenya, Rohan born in Kenya, speaks Swahili. I haven't heard you speak Swahili yet, but I'll have a a go later. But his father is in business, his mother in ministry, uh, both of them in ministry. And yet his father's got the context to get all these legalities sorted out. It's just only God does that. It's just amazing. And so I'm speaking about the light bearers, light bearers, people that have gone and brought light in darkness and made a change and making a change in this world. There's Pastor David Kamara and his wife, Mariama, in Sierra Leone, National Ambassadors for United World Ministries, doing an incredible work. And you might be thinking, what's a National Ambassador? What it is, is United World Ministries, in every nation that we're in, God connects us supernaturally with one person, and that person we spend time with, and we're convinced that this is a a good person to work with. We establish them as a national ambassador for their country, and we help establish a, com- a committee around about them. So there, all of the resources we have in United World Ministries, we give to them. And then they administered out to their nation so what it is say in kenya it's the kenyans empowering kenyans it's not the white people so we're empowering the locals to do the work and it's very well received very very well received so in in um moise bridge district eldoret and that there's been over 1200 senior pastors go through two years of bible college and let me tell you it has transformed their churches The kingdom of God is growing no matter what you may read or hear that the, um, you know, that Islam or whatever is taking over Christianity, let me assure you, it is not. Christianity is still the strongest growing, uh, for lack of a better word, religion on the face of the earth and always will be. And I'll tell you why, is because the founder of all those other religions is not alive, they're in a grave, but the founder of Christianity is alive forevermore. He is not dead. He is alive. And he's moving through his people and building the kingdom of God here on earth. So our founder is still alive. How good is that? How good is that? Uh, Pastor Seth Tether and his wife Sandy, national ambassadors in Ghana. Incredible work that these guys are doing. The light that is being shone. The resources we give to them. they Boy, do they use it. It's just amazing. Uh, Pastor David Matavu and Pastor Betty, you remember Pastor David and, he, and his wife Somali uh, in Uganda. My goodness, their ministry has exploded over there. Um, then there's Pastor Timothy and Swapna Manoa in India, Tribal Missions India. They do incredible work. They go and walk on foot. One day he called me and he said, brother, he said, can you pray for us? We're going on a mission. I said, okay. He said, we need protection. I said, well, are you worried about rebels and things? Oh, no, the rebels don't bother us. It's just two nights we're walking through a forest that we got to sleep there and the Bengal tigers, whatever they are, are there. We just want you to agree with us. I'm thinking, dude, you're a real Christian. See, these are the kind of people that we are connected with, that you are connected with. We are planning an international conference where all of these ambassadors will be here. We almost did it before COVID hit. And I want you to meet these people personally and you'll see what I'm telling you is true. They are world changers, wonderful men and women of God that have given their life to the cause of the gospel, doing incredible things. We also now have on the go, Togo is calling every week. Rob, come. I'm coming. Liberia, Zambia, Tanzania, Malawi, Burundi. There are others, but we just can't do it right now. We've got to do it in time. Um, There's such a thing called donutting. You ever heard of donutting? That you grow out too fast and you leave nothing in the middle? You've got to be careful of that. I've had to learn that. And so, as I mentioned before, trying to recover 16 other nations, their details, um, we will find them. It's just there's one of them is Haiti. They have contacted us recently and said, are there any pastors in Australia that will come to Haiti? Can I put an invitation? Anyone here want to go to Haiti? Dead quiet. It's not advisable to go there now. We have pastors... Rowley and Claire Thorndike that have been, have pastored a successful ministry in Warwick and been to China, I don't know how many times, bringing Bibles across the border and ministering to people. The work of bringing light into a dark place is just an amazing thing. But I don't want to forget the light bearers at HQ headquarters, the administration team of United World Ministries, and also the congregation of Logan City Christian Church that, you know, for a bit over two years, you fed thousands and thousands of people, kept them alive. I showed the videos when we got back from the August trip, and one meeting there, there were over 3,000 people gathered, taking food home to a family of five. That's a lot of people. And it was you, it was your generosity that from home, your giving great light was shining over in a foreign land and it made a big difference let me tell you what happened when we were beginning to sow the vision of different things of united world ministries including the school people they hear but not necessarily are listening but when they found out this was the ministry that was feeding their people for over two years They dropped what they were doing and they came to listen. We didn't know that that feeding program later on was going to open up great and effective doors for the ministry. We had no idea. And you don't do it for that. You do it because people are hungry and people were dying and they needed to eat. And I know all of us, we gave sacrificially through that and great work had happened. Absolutely. That revival meeting that you saw on the the church... What was not filmed was the multitude of people outside the building that were dancing and they were just so grateful, just so, so grateful. So, I'd like to say that, that the light bearers, we're all light bearers. We may never leave this nation of Australia, but we're light bearers. Another exciting uh, update is that in Kenya, and they're spreading the news to uh, other African countries i put the word out there that how many of you guys feel that you're called to be trained as a missionary to actually leave your country and go somewhere and so many hands went up and then I asked the question how many of you have got Israel on your heart and nearly all the hands stayed up nearly all of them and so we spent considerable time focusing on the very need that Israel has right now, right now. So these, these guys there, well, Pastor Samuel's just saying, you've started something, <laughs> we have to finish. These guys have almost got their bags packed. That's how keen they are. Israel needs help. Israel needs our prayer. You know, we, we must never forget, Jerusalem was the birthplace of the first church, it's where Jesus born our savior all these things originated in jerusalem in israel and it's any wonder why it's the most hotly contested piece of real estate on planet earth and always has been i believe part of the reason is as the prophecy is is that jesus is coming back to that same place and i believe the devil's in great fear There's nothing the devil can do to stop the work of God. Nothing he can do to stop it. Church, pray for Israel. Keep Israel in your prayers every day. And pray for these pastors that are about to be trained to go to Israel. Some of them are going to countries where there are persecuted churches. In time coming, a little bit after Easter time, we have Steve Swenson that is part of uh, Open Doors uh, Ministry now that uh, brings awareness about the persecuted church. He's going to be coming and showing a video. I think you guys are going to be blessed but also deeply uh, grieved to hear the stories, what's happening in some church, some countries to the Christians. It is so, so sad. So, so sad. So it's an awareness that we, we know i also like to make special mention, and um, unfortunately they're not here today, is to Jeff and Betty Armstrong. I've been sitting in the middle over there for the last few weeks, and if you've seen them, you probably don't know who they are, and they don't tell anybody who they are and what they've done. Let me tell you, these guys have probably been some of Australia's most influential people regarding missions. And getting the gospel out there than I've ever known, and others have ever ever known. Yet you won't hear it from them. Uh, Global Development Group—it's a world-changing ministry. Uh, I wouldn't know where to start to inform you the difference that they have made, uh, transforming nations. But I believe, uh, up to date, they are in forty-two different nations, doing incredible work. They have over a nearly two million. Uh, contacts around the world uh, this is what I the last I remembered 1.8 million I think it is our uh, contacts and the the overflow effect of that is multiple millions of people that they their ministry is affecting on a daily basis there's a strong light shining there so missions is a very important part of our Christian walk and as I close I'd like to finish with Psalm 2 a very powerful passage of Scripture that really Keith Hanna was the, the man of God who, who trained me for missions. And he brought this scripture to me and he said, if you can keep this understanding in your heart and know it and, and go over it and over it and over it, he said you, the fire for missions is highly, highly likely to be extinguished. And he's right. Um, Pastor Keith Hanna has done incredible work of missions as far as on the ground in Sumatra and other countries, India. I mean, he's been everywhere. Thousands and thousands of Bible schools, churches, you name it. It's been planted, and the majority of which are still running to this very day. Um, changing lives, changing lives. But I want to read Psalm 2, all of it. It's only 12 verses. And in verse 1 it starts, Why do the nations rage? the people plot a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the lord against his anointed saying let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us he who sits in the heavens shall laugh the lord shall hold them in diversion and he shall speak to them in his wrath the distress and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with the rod of iron and shall dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him." We are seeing today, like never before, this passage of Scripture playing out in real life. And it starts off by, why do the nations rage and plot vain things? You know, in Acts chapter 4, I think it's verse 25, somewhere there, there's a, a, a story, an account of what happened. Before that, Peter and John were on their way to the temple, and they went, you know, that time of prayer. And there was that man that was crippled from birth, sitting at the gate, beautiful. And so they walked up to him, and the man thought that they were going to give him money. And Peter says to him, silver silver and gold have we none. But what I have, I give to you. (laughs) That is like a mission statement. That is a mission statement right there. He said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And this guy got up on his feet, crippled from birth, and started leaping and dancing and praising God. I thank God I've had the blessing of seeing this happen in real life. It is an incredible thing. You tell me, ask me, does it change a community? Oh, yes, it does. The first meeting, there were probably 200 people. The following meeting, the next day, you couldn't see four people. They were just everywhere. The, the word of miracles and signs and wonders, they come. But you need to be careful that they don't come for that and that alone. You need to be careful to sow the word that it is Jesus. That is what Jesus did. Don't come for a miracle without wanting to know Christ. I mean, that happens, but we need to be careful. And so what happened was they get arrested for doing a good deed. They get locked up and then all these things happen that they you know, got in trouble for doing a good deed and then they let them go. And what they did, they got together with the apostles and they said exactly the same scripture here. Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Nothing has changed. And this is what is happening. Let me read on. They say, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. So what does that mean? What that means is they break their bonds. They're saying, let's break the bonds of Christianity. We don't want Christianity to rule our lives anymore. Let's break the bonds of this godliness. That's exactly what that is meaning here today. It's saying, let us reject this godly authority that restrains us from doing what we want to do Does that sound familiar hello it's very familiar and this is where we're at today and we're not seeing it get any better and it says and cast away their cords from us what does the cords mean it means so there's no uh, obligation to serve god So we're going to go out and tell everybody, you don't have to serve God. We're going to break the restraints and we're going to be free. Finally, we'll be free to do what we want. We want nothing to do with God. We're hearing that today like never before. But it says here. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. We always need to understand that God is always in control. No matter what man does, or what they engineer, or how far they push Christ out of our schools, how they push Christ out of our universities, how push Christ out of Christian schools that they're trying now, and trying to bring in laws that this uh, that churches will have to uh, accept the this um, I'm trying to think of the word what it is that we will have to comply to like an order. Let me say that that'll never happen in the true church of Jesus Christ. It's never going to happen. It may happen with some, but those who truly uphold Christ as the anointed one, as the head of the church, the one in whom we serve, one whom we love, we will never sell out His church at all, ever sell it out. And the Lord shall hold them in and That means here that regardless what they're saying and what they're doing, They're going to see the Lord's work continue no matter how hard they try. He's going to humble them. He's going to say, you know what? You're not as smart as you think you are. These things that you're going to do, you're doing them, but you're wasting your time. But my mission, my missionaries, my people, my Christians, the churches, and those that are upholding truth and preaching truth and going into the nations, they're out there bringing light into darkness. You're not going to stop them. You will never hold them back. Jesus said about the church of Jesus Christ even though the gates of Hades may come against it it will not prevail Amen We must remember these things and then he shall speak to them in his wrath and his distress uh them in, sorry and distress them in his deep displeasure yet I have set my king hang on God has said but I have set My king, God chose His king. We 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 got that. That's important to understand here. Regardless of ungodly authority and kings of the earth, God's going. It's not going to work. I have my king. I've set up my king, and he's in place. You're not going to move anything. And He said, "I've I've established him on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me: You are my son. Today I've begotten you. In other words." That, the, that the, the ministry of Jesus Christ has been established forever and ever and ever and ever, never to change, ever. Praise the Lord. And then, verse 8 Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for an inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. So, this is speaking about Jesus asking the Lord, but it was already given to him. We are seeing today in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 I think I wrote, I did it says, after these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in the hand. How did they get there? How did all these people of all these different nations, tribes and tongues get there? They got there because of the work Missionaries, the work of the Christians, the light that was continually shining on earth in spite of all of the negative oppression that comes against us. And these are the very people that the Word of God says are the inheritance of Christ. He came for people, didn't come for his own glory. He came to seek and save those who were lost. So he said, Ask me, and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance to the ends of the earth for your possessions and it goes on that you shall break them with a rod of iron in other words it's saying the authority of christ so what am i saying out of all of this scripture here no matter what this world is trying to dictate through multimedia through the news through world orders through whatever organization that they establish throughout this world that try to to contain or limit or or cage christianity uh placing laws uh restricting us Making things illegal, nothing is going to work. Come on. Nothing's going to work. It won't work. The only way it'll work is if we give up. If we stop sharing the word, we stop going out to nations and stop helping people. That's the only way it'll work. Don't be intimidated. Be strong. We've been called to change this world one day at a time. And guess what? It's happening. Christianity is a major influence in this world. And it has been since the birth of Christ. The change that took place shook this world to its very core. The Crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus made such an impact in this world that the the, the kingdom of darkness didn't know what to do. And still doesn't know what to do. Christianity, I love this, is the strongest, most powerful, loving, caring force on the face of the earth. You're part of it. You are in. You're doing it. How good is that? As I close, I'm not 100% sure that everybody here this morning has received Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. If you haven't, would you allow me to give you that opportunity this morning to to receive Christ and be part of a world-changing team, the Church of Jesus Christ. I know for many years, 30 years, I was on the outer. I used to mock Christians. I used to imitate um, TV evangelists in the lunchroom at work up on the table you know imitating them and I think God had the last laugh because you don't mock the one who calls you but the thing is is eventually God got my heart and if you haven't given your heart to Christ today and I encourage you you have not yet done it it'll be the greatest thing that you'll ever do people are searching for peace through various different means Drugs and alcohol and sex and other things, they're trying to find that plate of, of fulfillment, but you'll never find it until you accept Christ. He's the missing part of humanity if you don't already have him. A person said to me one day, he said, the reason why I don't want to receive Christ is because I don't want to give up everything I've got to receive him. I said, oh, so you understand the process? He said, Yes as i explained to him the blessings that you get it's not what you lose it's what you gain and i want to express that to you today whatever christ expects us to leave it would be good for us but look at the benefits we gain when we accept christ eternal life with god the father a blessed life here on earth favor of god and our lives amen a peace unspeakable So today the decision is only one prayer away. It's only a heart change. Today I just want you to consider receiving Christ into your life. Those watching online this morning if you are in that place now that you know that this is what you need to do sometimes it's not what we want but we know it's what we need to receive Christ into your life. Would you all follow me in a very simple prayer, which will be the beginning of the first steps of many to come in our Christian walk. Would you follow me in this prayer this morning? Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth you, Jesus, are the Son of God you died for me. God, you raised him from the dead. I believe this. And now I have just spoken. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, I'm calling on your name today. To save me. I turn away from everything I know is wrong. And I turn to you please forgive me for all my wrongs and i turn my heart to you jesus amen now if you're here today and you've prayed that prayer for the first time you really meant what you said could you just raise your hand very quickly just let me just see your hand up quickly thank you let me see your hand thank you you can put your hand down praise god christianity is not about just attending a church we can go to church all our lives and never know Christ. Christianity is a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by Him. didn't say that no one comes to the Father through a church, or being baptized in a church. No, it's through Jesus. Do you know that there is no salvation in any church denomination or structure there's only salvation in christ and christ alone now if that church or denomination preaches that and and ministers christ as the only way they've got something to say but to think that if you were born and raised in a denomination and that your denomination is your salvation you have been mistaken it is not how salvation works some people have been raised in a particular denomination thinking well i did the baptism and i did this and i said all these words and 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 so according to the the creed of our denomination that i'm a christian can i challenge that for a moment that's not what jesus said it's not what jesus said this is a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So if you've said that prayer and you meant it, that is your connection with God through Christ. Salvation. Amen. Anyone watching online today, if uh, you've given your heart to Christ or renewed your life in Christ, the information will be on the screen. We'd love to hear from you. Amen. So God bless you all. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. We pray God's richest blessing on your life. If you haven't already, make sure to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us at logancitychristianchurch.com. See you next week.